Welcome to Not Alone on Table Radio, a series for Lent. Our reader today is Andy Withrow, and our musicians are Josh Wilton, Katie Wilton, and Coco Relieve. I'll be reading an excerpt from Reliving the Passion by Walter Wangren. These are meditations on the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And there are 40 short readings. They're designed to be read, one for each day in Lent. And if you're looking for um, a reader through Lent, I would recommend this to you. It starts off with two readings from the Gospel of John and then a reflection. From John chapter 16. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is in travail, she has sorrow, because her hour has come. But when she is delivered of the child, she no longer remembers the anguish, for joy that a child is born into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. And from John 20. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Wangren writes this, The difference between shallow happiness and a deep, sustaining joy is sorrow. Happiness lives where sorrow is not. When sorrow arrives, happiness dies. It can't stand pain. Joy, on the other hand, rises from sorrow and therefore can withstand all grief. Joy, by the grace of God, is the transfiguration of suffering into endurance, and of endurance into character, and of character into hope. And the hope that has become our joy does not, as happiness must for those who depend upon it, disappoint us. In the sorrows of the Christ, as we ourselves experience them, we prepare for Easter, for joy. There can be no resurrection from the dead, except first there is a death. But then, because we love him above all things, his rising is our joy. And then the certain hope of our own resurrection warrants the joy both now and forever. For the moment, lay yourselves aside. Become one of the first disciples, and in that skin consider, what makes the appearance of the resurrected Lord such a transport of joy for you? Consider this in every fiber of your created being. How is it that so durable a joy is born at this encounter? Joy that shall hereafter survive threats and dangers and persecutions, confusions and death, even your own death. Well, Jesus has been dead. Now he is alive. No one expects the dead to live. This causes a speechless astonishment. Is this also joy? Well, the one whom you loved is here. Your beloved is back. Hooray! This is gladness. This is delight and peace and gratitude. But is it also joy? Well, and at his appearing, the Son of God has just kept the hardest of all his promises. He rose from the dead exactly as he said. 
This is marvelous affirmation. The absolute guarantee that he shall keep to every other promise, from salvation to the sending of the Spirit to the raising of the dead. This is bright, sustaining assurance of faith. Is it also joy? What causes joy? What transfigures you, you flaming disciple, you burning witness, with such a fusion of joy in the encounter? This, not just that the Lord was dead, but that you grieved his death. That for three days you yourself did suffer his absence, and then the whole world was for you a hollow horror. That, despite his promise, this last Sabbath lasted forever and was to your sorrowing heart the last of the world after all. You experienced, you actually believed, that the end of Jesus was the end of everything. Death reigned everywhere, death alone. But in the economy of God, what seems the end is but a preparation. For it is now to that attitude and into that experience that the dear Lord Jesus Christ appears, not only in astonishment, gladness, and affirmation, but joy indeed. It is the experience of genuine grief that prepares for joy. You see? The disciples approached the resurrection from their bereavement. For them, the death was first, and the death was all. Easter, then, was an explosion of newness, a marvelous splitting of heaven indeed. But for us who return backward into the past, the resurrection comes first. And through it, we view a death which is therefore less consuming, less horrible, even less real. We miss the disciples' terrible, wonderful preparation. Unless... As now, we attend to the suffering first, to the cross with sincerest pity and vigilant love, to the dying with most faithful care, and thus prepare for joy. O Lord Jesus, come again. You need never suffer again. That was done once and for all. But come and remind us of the suffering, so that we recall and regain the pure joy of your rising after all. Amen. Humble ourselves in your sight, O our Lord. Humble ourselves in your sight, O our Lord. compared to you to see your face to know what's true humble ourselves in your sight oh our Lord at my door Help me Lord for sin is at my door Oh 
my greed is great I want more and more Not happy with all that's come before Help me, Lord, for sin is at my door Forgive me, Lord, for I know not what I do Oh, forgive me, Lord, for I know not what I do Sin is at my door Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church. 
a community in Victoria, BC. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Theme music for this series, written by Richard Charter. For more information, go to richardchartermusic.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca.